0: Whether you're looking for inspiration to get started or strategies to get growing, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey friends, today I want to talk to you about a very subtle, tricky form of sabotage that we can sometimes experience when we're pursuing our purpose and, and living our purpose fully in the world. And on the surface, it looks like something different. So it can be really confusing. The sabotage I'm talking about is when we start to feel guilty that we didn't do more. And the doing more could be for a person, a cause, a thing, or maybe just this sort of global sense that we should be doing more. What prompted me to think about this was a negative and a positive or a shadow aspect of this and sort of the light aspect of what is really behind this belief. So my friend recently confided in me that the passing of one of the first responders from the 9-11 tragedy passed away. And it was one of the people. Mr. Alvarez was one of the people that sat by John Stewart when he recently gave testimony to Congress. Now this is a U.S. issue, and I'm not 100% sure how much people beyond the U.S. were aware of this. But essentially, the 9/11 responders are you know really not being treated properly. The ones that have health issues by securing their future, their financial future, to take care of them and their families. And John Stewart testified about this. And Mr. Alvarez, despite being in grave health, uh, sat by him to testify as well, and he just passed away. And my friend, who is a New York City resident and has always been, and in fact works down in the World Trade Center area, felt triggered by this. She just felt that she felt a deep sense of regret that she had not done more for the firefighters. Now, she... Never really felt called to do more other than feeling completely aligned with their plight and and really feeling like they should be taken care of. there was never one point in time where she felt inspired action calling her to this. I should also say that this person is a light worker at her very core. She is one of the best human beings I know and she regularly contributes positively to the world. And you know, I, what I did was um, share a different story of something I observed, and, and I want to share this story with you now on how someone who I barely knew made a huge difference in my husband's life, completely unbeknownst to them, by simply living out, you, know, their natural instinct, their natural gifts and their natural values. So I want to tell you that story, and then I'm going to bring us back to this this feeling that um, you might have or might come up in the future where you feel like you should have done more. And this could also just be not just, but it could be for a specific person, maybe someone who's passed or someone that was in need and now is better. And now that the relief is there that they're better, you're thinking, oh, I could have helped more. All of that is just ways that your mind screws with you to make you feel bad. And if it's trying to make you feel bad, most likely it's trying to hold you back from your true purpose. And so this story is about someone who very humbly is living out his true purpose, or at least I observed him living out values in a way and gifts in a way that made a difference, and specifically in my husband's life. So we um, needed to get a a wall that is in our yard that's basically a retaining wall had to be taken out and rebuilt. So it's pretty heavy duty manual labor. And the contractor arrived um, just the day before I spoke with my friend and had two workers with him. Now these are very hardworking men, I imagine. And I can't imagine that they're making huge amounts of money from the work that they do And yet they were showing up fully for us. And specifically when they first got there and they started to take down the wall, one of the workers jumped back and told everyone to get back from the wall. And the reason was he had just found a nest with a mama mouse and a bunch of baby mice in it. And just so you have the right visual, we're in the, we're sort of in the country. So these are country mice. They're tiny, tiny mice. (laughs) Um, because when I started to tell my New York City friend, she was like, "Oh, gross mice!" But <laughs> these mice are kind of cute. <laughs> they're they're country mice, and they don't really have the kind of germs you would find in like mice that are hanging out in garbage pails. I would say. So he moved my husband and the you con- know the contractor and the other worker are back, and he turned to them and said, "You know, I love animals, and I will move them." And so he moved the mice one by one in his hands. And my husband offered to get him uh, gloves or something to help, but he said, no, no, he would do it. He wanted to do it quickly before they scattered. And so he moved the nest, the mama and all the babies. And he did it very gently. This this man with these strong calloused hands took these teeny tiny inch long baby mice in his hands one by one and moved them. Now, my husband had been having a difficult week. It wasn't for anything serious. It was just one of those weeks where everything little was going wrong at work and a number of small complications. For instance, this contractor was coming to us three days late and you know that's delaying a lot of other work, et cetera, et cetera. And he was just feeling kind of down and dull. And after he witnessed this, he came back in to tell me the story and he said, Patty, witnessing that reminded me of the goodness in the world like at an abundant level that he really didn't have words for now my my husband is not a you know a big woo person like i am but he is deeply connected to you know the source of love that connects us all and when he witnesses it you know he feels it he feels it on a cellular level witnessing this man honor the passion and the love he has for animals and to treat them with compassion and respect instantly changed my husband's energy. I mean, he has been walking on air ever since because it shifted something. It shifted the way my husband saw the world. It shifted the lens that he was seeing everything through. A couple of days later when they left and the wall was finished, he just felt better about the world. Because watching these men work so hard and do work so completely well and such a high level of quality, and then to find out each day after they left us, they would go to a second job, just to see that level of dedication that he perceived was a dedication more or as an extension to their families or their ability to pay their bills he said, that was just so inspiring to watch them work so hard and really show up for a quality job. It just gave him such a strong sense of what was good in the world. Now, this worker, he didn't know us, and he has no idea that he impacted my husband that way. And he did purely by showing up, And doing good work in the world and honoring that natural instinct he had to take care of animals. And that was just in the small interaction we had with him. I can't even guess what kind of ripples he's put into the water of this planet in the other places he's shown up. And he has no idea what that has done. And then me having my husband present and feeling that lightness then positively impacted me. And on and on it goes. And Hey, I'm telling you this story and maybe this is helping you. So the reason I shared that story with my friend and the reason I'm sharing it with you now is that you can't be everything to everyone. You really need to be who you are fully in the world, the way this man was And understand that most of the positive change you create in the world, most of the influence and the ripples you create, you will never, ever know about. You will have no understanding. You have to trust that if you live out your gifts fully by just showing up and being you fully with courage, that you will have achieved what you are meant to achieve. And that regret that you don't do enough is just a distraction from you truly showing up. Now, my friend told me that that story actually did help her because I did add to it. I said, you are just this light in the world and you do so many good things, things that impact me positively and I know impact people around you positively. And you have to trust that God's putting you where God needs you. That you don't have to be everywhere. And so what I have to say to you is look at that regret you have that you didn't do enough, wherever that's showing up, if that's showing up. And certainly if it's not showing up for you, I bet you, you know, someone who is having that show up and please share this with them. Cause what I want you to look at is first of all, decide, okay, well, do you have the ability to still do something for that person, that cause, that thing that animal, do you have the power to still do something? And if the answer is no, it's really time to do the work to release your guilt because it's not serving anyone. Now, if the answer is yes, then it's time to really look clearly and decide, okay, well, what could you do? And do you feel inspired to do that? Because just because you could do it doesn't mean you should do it what you want to follow is the actions that feel inspired because it's the inspired actions that are truly you connected to divine source of love. It is truly the divine leading you down that path. Everything else is you just trying to be helpful. And there's nothing wrong with that. And of course, I think we could all agree there's, that we all need people who are more helpful, but most likely If you're the type of person that feels called to help others, you're probably already doing enough. And it's not you that's causing that imbalance of helpfulness in the world. And what we need more of from you is you being more you in the world and you offering your unique gifts in the world. I see in many people that this comes up after someone passes. And if that's with, if that's you, what I would say is that that person is now, that person that passed is now in a place where they experienced total love 100% of the time and any need they had on this planet they now see as an illusion for what it is. So they need nothing, nor do they feel any regret of anything they did not get while they were on the planet. Because anything they desired, that they they were not able to receive while they were here, they receive it times, my goodness, multiples, when they cross over, I promise you this is the case. I have seen it. I have heard about it. And I know in my heart that it's true. So if it's about someone that's past, look inside and see what it is that your guilt is really keeping you from. Because probably that guilt is just trying to protect you. From feeling the full impact of the grief that you likely feel or the healing that needs to happen. And if you can release that guilt, you can le- release that regret, then you can move on to that healing. Now, if someone is, you know, it needs your care and yet you don't feel the inspiration to help them and yet you see that they need the help, look at other ways that you can send that help. Look at other ways that you can be a part of the solution. You know, if you can't physically help, can you send a card? Can you help the helper? I can tell you, having taken care of my mom through her illness, what a gift the people that supported me were. What a gift that was. And I didn't need them to do hours and hours of work. Just Even just sending me a card that told me I was doing a good job was so helpful. There's so many ways to put those ripples out. And what you need to understand also is that if you're feeling that regret on some more global issue like poverty or war, I should be doing more to help with an issue, you can't fix a global issue yourself. So it's really important to figure out are you truly being called to help with this particular issue? Or most likely is your compassionate nature, your sensitive nature, your empathic nature, allowing you to feel the pain of the contrast of this issue existing on the planet. And if that's the case, then it's really time for you to go take care of yourself because feeling the pain doesn't mean that it's your job to fix it. And that can be really confusing for us as children. And so we can develop habits of becoming fixers. It's really important when we become adults that we learn that not every problem is ours to fix, even if we feel it. Learning to understand what pain is truly ours and what is pain we're absorbing from others or from the planet is helpful because once you start to be able to separate what's truly yours from what is not, even though you may feel it, it will feel less necessary to fix it. And there's lots of tools to do that and I won't go into them, but if you research them, you will find plenty of tools out there that can help you with that. What I want you to realize is that just because you have a knee-jerk reaction to fix something, it's important to really probe it and become conscious with it and see is it really yours to fix because this is one of the key issues that I find drives most purpose-like people to exhaustion. It's that feeling that we have to be everything to everyone and it's just not true. So I am going to just leave you with this one Exercise that I mentioned. If you're feeling like there's some place or somewhere you're supposed to be helping, go back to what I offered you before. Just check in and say, Is this truly mine? Like drop down into the center of your heart and feel, Is this truly mine? If the answer is no, do the work to release it. If the answer is yes, drop down until you can find a specific task to do that will actually contribute to helping. And don't hold on to this global issue. You know, if hunger is something that really breaks your heart and you really do feel like you're supposed to help with it, then find out what is it that you're meant to do? Will giving a contribution to a local food bank be enough? Do you have to, do you feel like you need to be a tactical part of the solution? Meaning showing up and giving food at a food kitchen or coming up with a scientific answer to the problem of hunger. Like where could your gifts most be used to help this problem? And this is why I'm such a big advocate of purpose-led people creating wealth because truly many, many challenges on the planet right now would be served if more money was funneled to them. And if we have excess wealth, wealth in all its forms, but especially money in this case, then we have that overflow to give and where we can't physically be everything to everyone, to the challenges that we feel most aligned with solving, we can use our money to help those challenges. So what I do want you to understand is you are here to be yourself fully and on purpose, nothing more. You are here to be a source of love and light for the world. And figuring out how to do that means doing what feels most aligned to you, what feels most inspired. That is your birthright, and that is your birth purpose. So I hope at some small level, if you are holding that regret, that maybe this podcast alleviated it a little bit. And like I said, if you're not feeling that right now, but you know someone who is, please share this podcast with them. Because I think right now there's a lot of overgivers And super helpers that probably need to hear this. Have a great day. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Wealth and Purpose Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found us. It fills my heart when I read a review and helps us reach many more people. So thank you.